Before going on to listen to this episode, I must preface it with a trigger warning. In this episode that you are about to listen to, I will be mentioning eating disorders, calories, weight, relapse, and other mental health issues. This podcast is meant to be an educational podcast, introducing you to the world of living with an eating disorder. I want everyone to feel safe as they listen, so please proceed with caution. This will include genuine content only. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Reasons for Recovery. I hope you all are having a great week or a great day whenever you might be watching this or listening to this. Um, My week has been okay. It's been pretty busy, but what's new? You hear the same exact thing from me almost every week. Um, So I'm going to spare you the details because it's a lot and I don't want to bore you with that. So I'm just going to skip how my day has been and how I've been doing um, and just kind of move on into uh, more important things. Um, I wanted to put out like a quick reminder once again uh, for the future of this podcast in case you didn't hear the last episode. Um, I kind of went into more like in-depth detail about uh, the future of this podcast and what's going to be happening and just like more details going into like what's to come. So if you haven't heard that episode yet, go back and listen to that, or at least just like that little snippet. Um, So this will seem more like relevant. Um, (laughs) But so like in the last episode, I stated that there is going to be three more episodes of Reasons for Recovery. So this is one out of the last three that will be posted. Um, And like I said, I told you guys like from the very start that season three was going to be the last season. Um, And I wanted to be able to end on a high note, so I'm going to do three more episodes of uh, season three, and then I'm going to move on to my mini-series that I've been talking about uh, for a long time now. Um, And like I said, those mini-series are going to be a a bunch of interviews that I want to have with certain people that are very important in my life, um, like in regards to my recovery and um, kind of getting their input and their perspective of what it was like being my friend during that time in my life. Um, so I thought that would be a very interesting mini-series. And then I'm also going to do a mini-series of um, story times in my recovery and how I kind of like learned and grew from those stories. And um, after that, the this project will be over. So um, yeah. So if you didn't hear the last episode, that's like a brief rundown of everything, but I wanted to give you like an extra uh, bit of detail for all of that. So like I said, this is one of the last episodes I'll be posting for uh, this like full length podcast. So um, this is episode, what is this, 32? I think this is episode 32, maybe, maybe 31. I don't know. Um, But I'm going to post until episode 35, so there's three more episodes left. This is the first of the last three, Um, and I really want to, like I said, end with, like, a high note, end in a bang, so if you have any sort of, you know, requests, uh, anything that you want me to talk about to end this podcast on a good note, um, if there's something, like, a topic that I haven't talked about yet that you really want me to cover before I end the full-length podcast series let me know. Uh, DM me on Instagram, uh, email me, that's all in the description um, for you to use. So if there's something I have not covered, just let me know. 
message me on those platforms and I will make sure to get to it. Um, because I have done uh, fan requested episodes before. There have been two or three that I've done in the past that were specifically asked for by people who listen and who watch the podcast. So I definitely will get around to it if um, you message me and say like, hey, I want you to talk about this. Um, but yeah, uh, if nobody does that, then I'll figure something out. But um, today's episode's going to be a very a very fun and very interesting topic. So uh, if you have something that's relating to what we're going to talk about today, then that would be great because I, I think this is a very fun topic, a very interesting topic to talk about, um, especially for those that are trying to start recovery. Um, but anyway, getting more into like the details of the mini series, uh, I'm still figuring out uh, the plan of how like how uh, long I want to make them and like how frequently I want to post them. So I think I'm gonna stick with like 10 to 15 minutes uh, for the mini series. Uh, so like little supplementary episodes, I guess that's what you could call it. You know, the full length podcast, this that's going on right now, this ranges from like 30 minutes to 55 minutes an hour, um, just depending on how in depth I get with a topic. But uh, for these little mini series, I want to strictly keep them to 10 to 15 minutes long. Um, both with both miniseries, the interviews and the like story times and stuff. So that's what I definitely plan on doing for length. I'm pretty sure when it comes to release dates, I'm not sure if I'm going to do that weekly or bi-weekly or monthly. I'm not sure yet. Um, I don't want to drag it on for too long. Um, but we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll get around to it eventually. I'll, I'll finally make a decision before this uh, podcast series ends. Um, and then also, I wanted to say now, and I'll, I'll of course say it again later in the last episode, definitely. Um, I plan on, like, the last episode that's ever going to be released of Reasons for Recovery um, will be November... I want to say November 6th is the last episode that will be posted, um, because I said there's going to be three episodes left. This is the first one, and then there's going to be another one, and then one more. So that should be November 6th, like early November should be like the last episode of this podcast. Um, and I decided it might be the best for me to take a break before I start the miniseries. Um, so... And I'm only doing that because it's right at the end of the semester, you know, exams and stuff like that. And then I'm getting married, like, not even a month after that. So since that's super close to all of that stuff happening, really big events happening in my life, I decided probably might be best to take, like, a long break, like, a, a decent break. Because usually when I take breaks from the podcast, it's, like, a month long. But I'm thinking, like, about a month and a half long. Um, and probably will start posting again in early 2023, like January 2023. So I'm thinking last episode of the podcast will be in early November. Uh, should be like November 6th because that's usually when I post. I post on the 6th and the 20th when I actually, you know, post on time. Um, and then I should be able to, um, you know, take that break and then start posting the mini series in January of next year. So I'll take that long break, you know, to give me time for finals 
and the wedding and my honeymoon and Christmas and all of that stuff. Um, Because, you know, a bunch of big things are happening right there all together um, during that time. So I'm going to make sure that I take that break and not stress myself out with figuring out how to do this mini series and everything. So after the last episode of Reasons for Recovery, I will take a pretty long break until the next year in 2023. And like I said, I will reiterate that again in the last episode and also um, probably go into way more detail than that than just like, oh, I'm going to take a break for this long. I'll, I'll go into much more detail later. Um, but yeah, that's another um, addition to uh, some details about the podcast and the future of the podcast. So hopefully that'll clear some more things up. But of course, I'll give you more information later and like repeat all of this again in probably the last episode. So yeah, there's that. Um, and I also wanted to talk about the wedding because I can't go five seconds without talking about the fact that I'm getting married. Um, so basically I feel like I say this almost every time I mention like a marriage update or a wedding update. Um, I think like the closer that I get to the wedding date, the more real it becomes. Like I, um, I remember like around 300 something days, it was not really sitting in with me and I wasn't really grasping the fact that I was getting married, but now I am because I'm like 65, 66 days away from getting married. And now it's like really hitting me, like really setting in, like I'm getting married soon. And that's crazy to think about. Um, But we've got a lot more details planned. We've got a bunch of other things figured out. We got the cakes figured out and like our vows and all that stuff. The ceremony is pretty much planned out to completion. So that's fun. Um, And I know you guys, like most of you, not all of you, but some of you do like the wedding updates. So I like to give them just every so often when I can. Um, But yeah, that's where I am with the wedding. Um, But let's go ahead and move on to the actual topic today for this episode because I've been going on for way too long about stuff that doesn't even matter. So um, yeah. Let's go ahead and just dive into today's topic. I told you guys this was going to be a very fun topic today. At least I think it is. Um, But I wanted to make this episode for a very long time. So basically, today we're going to be discussing um, my favorite foods that I had during my recovery and um, why I think they're very beneficial for your own recovery. Um, I did this a while back, like a little segment, a little piece of an episode where I talked about like the best foods to eat in recovery. I think it was in one of like the intuitive eating or like food freedom episodes that I did like season one. But um, I really wanted to make a whole episode out of it because um, I think that doing this gives those that are in recovery more of an insight, like an idea of what's the best things to eat in your recovery to help conquer your fear foods. At least this is what I ate uh, from my own personal experience to help me conquer my fear foods. Um, but yeah, so I'm thinking this is like just for those that um, really need like a push, an idea of what is the best things to eat to help you battle all of those food insecurities or food fears that you might have during your recovery. Um, And like I said, this is just speaking from personal experience. Um, This won't work for every single person listening to this um, because, you know, everybody is different. Everyone's fears are different. Um, 
and everyone has different reasons for their fear foods. But this is personally what I experienced going through my recovery and um, the certain foods that really, really helped me battle those insecurities. Um, and they've become some of my favorite foods this day, you know. I, I want the goal of this to be like walking into this with a fear and then coming out with it being your favorite food. That was, that was my goal when it was conquering fear foods. Um, I wanted to walk into a fear food, you know, absolutely terrified of it, but by the end of it, it becoming my absolute favorite food. So I'm going to go through like a couple of categories um, of different food types. Um, I'm going to talk about um, carbs, sweets, and um, oh, proteins, because I feel like those are the top three biggest food fear, uh, fear foods, whatever it might be. Um, <laughs> I feel like that is like the top three biggest categories, at least in my, um, in my opinion and in my experience, those were the top three biggest categories that I had the worst times with and hardest times with battling during my recovery. But now it's like some of my top three favorite, uh, things to eat. So, um, I'm going to go through each category. There's going to be different foods from each category and I'm going to give you like a rundown on how this helps me in recovery and, um, how you can go about eating this and uh, making it into your favorite food rather than your fear food. So, uh, like I said, the first thing um, that I wanted to talk about in terms of, like, the categories of food is carbs. I uh, was terrified of carbs when I was um, suffering from my eating disorder. So, if you're like me and you're terrified of carbs, I'm going to go through a couple of things that will be the greatest thing for you to eat in your recovery uh, to help you battle those fears. Um, but like I said, I was terrified of carbs when I was um, suffering from my eating disorder. Um, I think my very first fear food was bread, which I feel like that's a universal thing. I feel like a lot of people that have suffered from an ED have bread as their fear food. So um, yeah, I, I mean... This should be very, very uh, universal. This whole list should be, you know, very helpful for a lot of people out there because I think that carbs is, like, one of the biggest main uh, categories of uh, food fears out there. So, um, number one, uh, the number one best thing that I ate during my recovery that you should definitely eat is pizza. I can't reiterate that enough. Pizza is, like, the absolute best thing to eat in recovery. Um... Because it knocks out, like, almost all of the categories of fear foods. Um, carbs, because you get the bread. Um, sometimes, like, cheese. I know cheese can be a big fear food for a lot of people. It wasn't really a big fear for me, but I know for a lot of people, especially those that might be, like, vegan or uh, straying away from any sort of dairy products or meat products because they want to be, like, vegetarian. Um, I know that cheese is, like, a big fear for some people just because of all those different products in it and stuff. Um, but you know, you got cheese on there and the, if it's like a pizza with different things on it, meat could be one thing on it and that could knock out a category as well for a fear food. But you know, it's a combination of different things. And I really like this. I stress this as like the number one biggest thing to eat in your recovery because it's so versatile. Like you can customize a pizza in literally any way that you want to your liking, to your, um, to your best uh, abilities, whatever it might be, pizza is like the 
best thing to eat. And I cannot tell you how many pizzas I ate during my recovery and how many different combinations of like pizza, um, pizza toppings and stuff that I went through in my recovery. Um, and that like, that's what makes the fun of it. If you can like make fun with your fear foods, then they're not going to be a fear anymore. So like, if you're just eating the same boring thing over and over and over, it's going to be harder to conquer that fear. Like if you were to just eat like pepperoni pizza every single time you tried to conquer the fear food of pizza, it's not going to be that easy to conquer. You need to mix it up, you know, and that's what pizza is for. You can mix it up and do any kind of toppings, cheeses, sauce, crusts even. Like there's different types of pizza crusts out there that you can try that can really help, you know, make it so versatile and make it more fun to eat and enjoy. And it's going to make that uh, fear food or it's going to make that fear go away much quicker, especially, like I said, if you're a big, like, fear, uh, fearful person of carbs, this could, like, honestly, I forget sometimes that pizza is even, like, carby. Like, I forget that, like, bread is the main ingredient because it's just so good. Like, you have all the other toppings on top of it that just make it what it is. Like, and that's what helps out a lot. Um, the fact that there's more than just bread, you know, um, more than just carbs on a pizza. You know, you have all those toppings, all that sauce, whatever it might be that you like on it. Um, that really, really helps out with forgetting that it's a big source of carbs. Um, and it can really help you out a lot in your recovery um, to incorporate that into your diet. Um, so yeah, pizza, number one for sure. Uh, number two, uh, biggest thing to eat in your recovery if you're a big fear of carbs is just the simplest sandwich. Um, honestly, anything. Like, you can start from the most basic sandwich possible and then work your way up. This is kind of the same mentality as the pizza. Sandwiches can be super versatile. Anything can go into a sandwich that you think you might like, and that's what makes it fun. If you approach your fear food in a fun way, then it's going to be easier to conquer. And so, like I said, it's the same concept here like it was with the pizza. You can add any sort of uh, toppings in it. You can add any sort of spices, uh, sauces, whatever you want in that sandwich. And it'll make it, you know, fun to eat because you have all these different combinations that you can try in order to make it satisfying to you. And then it's like the same thing with the pizza. You're going to completely forget that there's bread there and that there's carbs on that sandwich and that it'll be you know, easier to enjoy and easier uh, to eat because you're having so much fun, you know, mixing up the toppings and um, just seeing what you like, what you don't like, all that stuff. Um, so yeah, the simplest, like you can start with the simplest of a sandwich, like meat, cheese, like, I don't know, mayo, and then bread and like just work your way from there because the more and more that you build up how versatile you make your toppings or your sandwich, uh, uh, sandwiches and stuff, that the more fun it's going to be and the more easier it's going to be to accomplish eating that food. Um, and the next thing is protein bars. Now, this one is a little bit controversial because there are protein bars out there that are very, like, ED triggering, um, that are, like, low carb and stuff like that, but I am not talking about those protein bars. The protein bars that I am talking about in this case are the ones that are, like, higher carbs. The ones that are made solely for the purpose of like um building back your energy like after a hard workout like there's some protein bars out there that are 
very, very carb heavy because they're solely made for like after workout or post workouts and stuff like that to regenerate your um, energy and um, replenish all the stuff that you lost when you worked out. But um, since obviously sometimes you're not allowed to work out, these are great to just throw in as snacks uh, during the day, especially um, if you are uh, behind on your protein probably. Um, and it's the same thing here. Like some people just don't even know that protein bars are super carb heavy. Like if you pick the right ones, um, because you know, you're so focused on, oh, how much protein is in this? It's a protein bar, you know? Um, so it kind of helps to incorporate this into your diet if you're scared of carbs, because you completely forget that there's carbs in it. Cause you're more focused on the fact that it's a protein bar, not a carb bar, you know? Um, so that really helps out a lot. It did with me um, because I I usually would eat the protein bars during like my snack times. I would eat the ones that were low in carbs because that's the ones that I felt safe with, but it took me forever to actually, um, it took me forever to actually switch to the carb heavy protein bars because I, was so scared of carbs, but, um, the more that I realized, like, it, it doesn't taste any different, it, it didn't really affect me, like, it's not like I tasted that there were carbs in the protein bar, um, and once again, just like the other two foods I've already mentioned, this is a super versatile food, you can have so many different flavors of, uh, this protein bar, and personally, um, I always went for stuff that was like peanut butter chocolate or like mint chocolate, stuff like that. Um, but there's like so many flavors, like an unimaginable amount of flavors out there that you could choose from um, when it comes to protein bars. If you just choose the right ones, like choose the ones that are specifically made for like post-workouts snacks, um, then that will be the best thing for you because they're carb heavy and you honestly don't even know because it's so focused on the fact that there's protein in it, but like I said, it's a double, it's a double thing here, like, it has protein in it, and it has carbs in it, so we'll get into, like, protein stuff later, but if you are someone that is, like, terrible at hitting their protein, or they're scared of eating protein, like, meats and stuff, this is an excellent source of, like, a snack for you during your recovery to hit those carbs that you need, um, and also hit that protein that you need. And it tastes good. It tastes really good. I don't care what anybody says. Protein bars do taste good if you pick the right ones. There are some out there that I will not name because I don't want to get any any slander in the comments or anything. Um, but there are some out there that do not taste good um, that I usually used as my safe foods. Uh, my safe protein bars that were very low in carbs and low in sugar. But no, don't eat those. Don't don't waste your time and your money on those. Eat the ones that taste good. They eat the ones that taste like candy bars because that those are the best ones. The ones that are like packed with carbs and packed with protein, the ones that taste like candy bars. Um, but yeah, that that's another that's another big thing if you are you know very bad with eating carbs and you're terrified of carbs. Just protein bars, any flavor that will do the trick. Um, and then the last thing I wanted to touch on in the carb category uh, was pastries. Now, this is a very fun one as well, because as you know, there are many, many different pastries that you can choose from in the world. Anywhere that you live in the world, there are certain types of pastries out there. Um, but once again, 
continuing on with the pattern here, it's super versatile. You can do anything. You can mix it up any way you want with pastries. You can have croissants, danishes. Let's see what else is there. Muffins. Is that considered a pastry? I don't even really know. But, um, and of course, depending on where you live in the world, there's going to be different types of pastries out there. I know I have a lot of, uh, international listeners and some of them, um, I know for a fact to live in places that are very pastry heavy, but if you just make fun out of it, if you approach the food with like fun intentions and good intentions and not looking at it as a scary thing and mixing it up all the time, you know, mixing it up, being versatile, choosing different ones every time you approach the fear It'll make it fun. It'll make it really, really fun to incorporate into your recovery. And you also get to, like, brag about it and, like, show people, like, look, I ate this really delicious, nice-looking pastry today. Especially the ones that have got, like, jam or cream cheese filled into it. Those are the best. Those are the absolute best. And I remember one of the first pastries that I ate during my recovery that I was super terrified going into, but when I came out of it, it was the best thing ever, um, was, like, a cream cheese like raspberry cream cheese danish I think I'm not 100% sure on that but I approached it as like oh my gosh this is terrifying but like if I just took a sec if you just take a second to like look at it and like just see like oh my gosh this looks delicious then it's gonna be fun you know it's gonna be fun to approach that food and eat that food and then you enjoy it and feel great afterwards because you went into it with good intentions um and like I said, again, you can just switch it up, make it versatile, do whatever kind of pastries you want, and that'll make more fun with it if you just, you know, approach a different type of pastry every time. And that applies to every single category here in the carbs uh, category. If you approach uh, a different pizza every time, a different sandwich every time, a different protein bar, and a different pastry every single time, if you go into that food... Um, every single time, like a different uh, variation of it, then it's going to be more fun and it's going to be easier to get through that fear. You can't approach it doing the exact same type of food every single time. You got to mix it up and you got to make fun with it and it'll be much easier to conquer that fear. So the next category of food that I wanted to talk about is sweets. If you are having a hard time incorporating sweets back into your diet or you're just terrified of sweets in general, here are, let's see, I have four things also in this category um, that really, really helps me out in my recovery. The first one being gummies. Um, gummies are honestly one of the best candies to eat during your recovery, um, not because they are good, <laughs> but uh, it kind of ties into the carbs. Gummies are usually very carb heavy which is a good thing. Don't look at carbs as a very bad thing. It is a good thing that they are carb heavy because they give you energy. The more carbs that are in the food that you're eating, the more energy you're going to get. That's all you need to look at it as. Um, so keep in mind when I keep saying like there's certain amount of whatever in food, just look at it as it's energy. You're getting energy from eating this food, especially with carbs. If you eat carbs in your food, you're going to get much more energy and much more strength and you're going to benefit much better in your recovery. Um, but with gummies, I think the main thing here and why I ate them a lot is because it didn't really, really remind me much of candy. Like when you think of candy, you don't automatically think of gummies unless you're just like a gummy person. But 
I, um, you know, when I think of candy, I don't think automatically of gummies. I think of, like, chocolate or stuff like that. Um, but gummies was, like, the number one thing for me to eat in my recovery because it didn't necessarily remind me that I'm eating sweets, I'm eating candy. Because, um, you know, there's a lot of things out there that are gummy that not, are not necessarily candy. So, um, gummies were a big thing in my recovery. I ate them a lot during my snack periods or for dessert sometimes, um, because they just don't remind me of candy. So you can approach it in that kind of mindset, like going into a bag of gummies thinking, oh, this isn't a candy. Like, just think of it as something else. Because when you think of candy, you think more so of like chocolate or, um, cotton candy, ice cream, like desserts and stuff like that. Um, gummies are kind of like on that on the outskirts of that category that you don't really think about as a sweet. Um, and they, they just taste good. I mean, they're great. You can mix it up with this one too and have any type of candy, uh, gummies, sour, sweet, whatever it might be that you like the most. Um, so definitely number one, gummies are one of the best things that I had in my recovery and might benefit you in your recovery as well. The second thing, um, was, I'm just going to say generic here, chocolate, but I want to get more specific and say that small pieces of chocolate were the best things in my recovery. And I will tell you why. So when you first go into your recovery, you know, you're terrified of sweets or anything like that. Um, eating small pieces, like small pieces of chocolate or fun-sized candy bars, that is the best thing to start off with because it is very hard to automatically go into a full-size candy bar. Um, <clears throat> you know, like, you you went all this time in your eating disorder terrified of sweets, terrified of chocolates, terrified of candy, whatever it might be. Um, so it's kind of hard, you know, it's kind of intimidating to completely just go right into approaching a full-sized candy bar, full-sized chocolate bar, whatever it might be. Um, so the best thing that I recommend to... Um, incorporate into your diet if you're trying to work your way into eating candy again or just full-size candy bars is eat fun-size candy bars or small pieces of candy um, and that'll just kind of get your body and get your mind used to like okay I can have chocolate okay it's not that bad it's just candy you know because um, you know if you start incorporating small pieces first you can slowly build your way up into eating a full-size candy bar and then you know, you can celebrate the fact that you ate a full-size candy bar um, in your recovery. I know that was, like, my biggest issue when I was going through recovery. Um, I tried to just jump the gun and go straight into eating a full-size candy bar, which was not a good idea because it terrified me and it made me cry afterwards. Um, but then I realized... Um, I don't remember if I came up with this or, like, someone else told me to do this, but I realized, like, if I just eat a full, like, a fun-sized candy bar, my favorite candy bar is Twix, by the way, um, so I would eat fun-sized Twix bars, and then eventually when I was ready to upgrade to the big-sized Twix bars, it didn't scare me anymore, because I was like, well, I'm already eating them, it's just in fun size, so I can obviously take the bigger size, so... That was uh, what helps me a lot, uh, just kind of like psychologically, um, having the smaller versions of the candy first and then working my way into bigger candy um, and the full-size candy bars. 
So that's like the the second best thing um, when it comes to candy and sweets, if that's like your big fear in your recovery. Just work with a tiny bit of it at first and then your brain will be like, okay, this isn't bad at all. And then you'll be able to take a full-size candy bar and it'll be much easier and it won't be that bad at all. Um, So yeah, the third thing on my list um, of sweets is ice cream. And (laughs) I mean, this is a very generic basic one. And of course, very versatile as well. There are an unimaginable amount of flavors of ice cream out there. You can literally go ham on what flavors you could find. There's there's so many. Um, but this is another uh, big thing that I really love to incorporate in my diet when I was in recovery. I ate this for almost like every single dessert, almost every day, um, honestly, um, was ice cream. And um, it really did help me a lot that there were like little pint-sized portions of ice cream, like those Ben and Jerry's um, pint-sized ice creams, those are amazing for your recovery. I don't care what anybody says, um, Ben and Jerry's or just any pint-sized ice cream is amazing for your recovery, especially if it's like the ones with a bunch of stuff mixed into it. Those are the best Um, because they're just fun. Like, you know, you have the normal, boring, like, one singular flavored ice cream, but, like, when you get into those pint-sized ice creams that are, like, multiple flavors and toppings, like, mixed into one container, it makes it super fun. It makes it much more enjoyable because you've got, like, it's like a prize in a pint of ice cream. It's really cool, Um, especially, like, those Ben & Jerry's with, like, the cores, like, the little, the centers that are, like, molten lava or, like, caramel and stuff like that. It's just fun. Like, that's the that's the beauty of food sometimes is that you can just make it fun. Um, and that's one thing I loved to do in my recovery was eat, like, pint-sized ice creams because it just made eating ice cream fun because there were so many things mixed into it. And it was just like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to find next in the Ben & Jerry's pint of ice cream? Um, but, yeah, that's, like, that's one of the best things is um, ice cream, in particular the pint-sized ice creams. I'm not saying specifically just Ben and Jerry's. I know that's like a very cliche thing for people to eat in their eating disorder recovery, um, but anything, like literally any pint-sized ice cream that you enjoy. And when it comes to like approaching just singular flavored ice creams, that might be a little bit harder considering that it's kind of boring. (laughs) Um, And like I said, you need to like mix it up a little bit and not approach the food in such a boring way. Like you need to, because that's what makes it like scary is like, you know, it's just sitting there. There's nothing fun about it. It's just, it's just there. Um, But when you start to like incorporate things into it, that's what makes it fun. And that's what makes it not so scary. Um, So like, you know, putting toppings on it or something like that, that would make it more fun because you've got so many other flavors to work with besides just that one boring singular flavor of ice cream. Um, So yeah, ice cream is another thing that's really, really good. Um, And this last thing, uh, I don't know if everybody has this, but maybe it's universal. I don't know. Um, The last thing I wanted to talk about in the sweets category is pedophores. Now, if you don't know what pedophores are, they're like these little tiny, like bite-sized cakes. Um, And it's the same concept here like it was with the um, candy bars. I think it's a great way to incorporate cake into your diet um, if you're terrified of cake. 
um, because it's really, really tiny, really, really small, and you can eventually work your way up to bigger pieces of cake. And same thing here, it's very versatile, many flavors, many combinations of frosting, um, and, you know, just the overall idea here is just make it fun, make it something that will uh, help you approach it in a fun way and not a sad and scary, boring, fearful way. Um, but yeah, pedophores are great. If you don't know what a pedophore is, look it up. It's just a tiny bite-sized cake. It's great for incorporating cake into your diet if you're scared of cake or scared of big pieces of cake. Um, and then once your brain realizes, oh, this small cake is just as good as this big cake, then you're going to want to start eating big cake in your diet. All right, so now the last category of um, a certain type of food is proteins. Um, I know proteins was a huge problem in my recovery um, because I became terrified of proteins, like the worse and worse I got into my eating disorder to where I was eating like the most blandest low calorie foods I could possibly find. Whenever I had salads that came with protein originally, I would make sure it was taken off because I was like, that's extra calories, you know? Um, <clears throat> so that might be the same thing for you. That might be the same concept with um, your recovery. Like, you know, you went into it terrified of protein because it's higher in calories. Um, I really don't know the mindset behind why protein is such a big fear food. I guess because it's higher in calories, but um, I know that was how it was for me. For me, I was terrified of protein. I was borderline vegetarian when I was at the tail end of my eating disorder. Um, but these were some of the things that really, really helped me out with that. Number one was salads with protein in them. So like I just said, whenever I would go to restaurants or whatever and um, order, I would always get a salad because it's the lowest calorie thing on the menu. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, and I would always take the protein off if it automatically came with protein. Um, but here, if that's like how your mindset was, like you would always order salad and take the protein off, here's a great food to incorporate into your diet. Um, to get protein in, and that's salads with protein on them. That can be anything at all. That could be um, chicken, steak, beef, whatever. I don't know. Whatever you like on your salad, whatever protein you like. Um, but this is, like, one of the best things to incorporate, considering that, um, <clears throat> you know, it's, it's still kind of incorporating what you're used to, you know, salads and stuff, but you're adding on that extra source of protein that will really help you in your recovery. The second thing is, um, <laughs> this one might seem a little bit funny, but it's kind of the same concept as some of the things in the sweets category, um, is kids meals, um, anywhere, any kind of kids meals from any sort of restaurant, um, anything with like burgers or chicken, whatever it might be to get that little source of protein. Um, and I say kids meals because, that means you can work your way up from a kid's meal to a regular sized, like, adult meal. Um, unless you're just one that just only likes kid's meals. But um, I feel like, you know, same concept here as with the sweets. Um, you can start with something very small. The kid's meal is very small, very easy to eat. Um, it's not as intimidating. It's easier to approach. And once your body has been used to that and your mind has kind of gotten in the rhythm of eating that, you can work your way up to bigger sources of protein, bigger meals. Um, then when you go out to a restaurant, you can order the adult-sized portions on the menu. And it will not seem as terrifying because you had already been used, to, you had already made your body used to 
eating the kids meal sizes and uh, it might seem silly and people might laugh at you at first but just remember that this is how you are going to recover this is how you are able to handle it um and you know mentally like mentally this is how it's best to approach it you know don't let other people get you down don't let other people laugh at you for ordering on the kids menu um because it's just it's just an easier way to approach bigger meals that terrify you. Um, like I said, with the candy and with the cake and stuff like that. If you just start super small and get your brain used to the fact that it's okay to eat that food, it'll help you approach a bigger version of it. So that's the same thing here with uh, the source of protein. The third thing here, um, honestly, I've kind of... <laughs> I've kind of... Um, veered away from this food because I don't really like it that much, but it did help me a lot with getting protein um, in my diet because it is a really good source of a snack. Um, and that's like beef jerky or like meat sticks, like Slim Jims and stuff like that. Um, if you're one that really needs help on just different sources of protein, but you're terrified of incorporating it into your bigger meals, this is a great thing to incorporate into your snacks. Um, I used to eat these a lot for my snacks um, because I did like them at first, but I think I kind of got burnt out on them and now I don't really like them anymore. Um, but these are also very versatile. There's many different ways that you could, um, you could mix up a beef jerky or a meat stick or Slim Jims, whatever it might be. There's so many different flavors, so many like levels of heat and intensity and stuff like that. Um, just whatever you feel comfortable with, whatever um, you can allow yourself to have. Um, and it's it's just a it's just a great source of protein. I don't know how much protein exactly, but I mean it's purely meat. It's purely protein. Um, so it's it's a great source of protein if you um, are having a hard time getting it into your full meals. Um, it's a great thing to eat in between meals and get that source of protein um, during your snack times or whenever that might be. Um, but yeah, that is the. Uh, let me check. Yep, that is the last thing that I had in the protein category, um, and that is actually all that I have in general for you guys. Um, so yeah, that is all the foods um, that helped me a lot in my recovery, it helped me um, approach foods in a better mindset, and helped me um, get through my recovery in a much smoother process, you know, not approaching foods with fear every single time. Um, I hope these uh, kind of helped you out and kind of give you a better idea of what's the best things to eat in recovery and how to approach it and stuff. Now, of course, you might have different ideas and you might um, have different snacks and foods and stuff that you personally like in your recovery, which is okay. These are just my opinions and my uh, experiences that I had with these foods and what benefited me. Um, so I'm just kind of giving you guys a general idea of how you can approach these foods and uh, how the mindset should be when you're going into eating your fear foods. Um, but yeah, I hope this helped. I hope that you got something out of this and um, probably uh, found a new food that you can incorporate into your recovery. Um, so yeah, <clears throat> I don't know why my, <laughs> my voice is like so hoarse today sounding. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, that's all I have for you guys for this episode. Um, if you resonated with anything in this episode, if there's something you want to talk about from this episode, feel free to reach out to me. Like I said in the beginning, my Instagram and my 
what's it called email <laughs> is down in the description for you to use um like i said you can talk to me about anything you heard in this episode if you resonated with something or if you would like to get more details about starting recovery if you need some help need an extra boost of encouragement whatever it might be you can message me and i will gladly respond to you um but if you feel like you are ready to start real true recovery and you are just needing that like actual push uh, to get started, like actual real medical professional help. Um, there are hotlines in the description for you to call or for you to text uh, that will help you um, get through your recovery, get through the start of it um, to get your journey started. Um, they are real medical professionals. Keep in mind, I am not a medical professional. I do not have a degree in any of that. I'm just someone who's experienced this and is giving my opinions and my um, just my um, information and stuff that I've learned throughout my journey through recovery. But these people that are in the description below, those um, hotlines, they are real medical professionals and they will help you out in any way that you need, uh, whether it has to do with eating disorders or just anything with mental health relating to an eating disorder. Um, so yeah, call those or text those if you feel like you are ready for that. Um, and also there are some supplemental resources, some websites and stuff in the description for you to get some more information on eating disorder recovery or just mental health um, in general when it comes to eating disorders. Um, but yeah, hopefully if you need those, you can use those. Um, and also if you would like to donate to the podcast to um, help benefit, um, get some new equipment for the future of it and everything. If you feel like you're led to donate, my Venmo's in the description as well. Um, just click the link down there. Or it's not a link. It's just a at handle. But whatever. You know what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, uh, that's all I have for you guys today. I hope you all have an amazing week. And remember to stay safe and healthy.